but he he kills the drug dealer. Oh yeah. Um, by shooting him on top of the bumper the, cars cage. Yeah, it's like which an electrocutes him fencing, I to guess. death. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 not a it wasn't a bad death. Like because uh, I'm I started ranking this as just like the creativity and some of the deaths. <laughs> honestly, because the thing is, is you're not gonna get anything. It has turned from, a bit into Paul Kersey slasher killer. Yeah. Like, what's he What's he gonna do next? It does <laughs> seem like where it had to go because I mean I obviously don't agree with its stance on the whole drug war thing. So I'm just kind of in it for the the pure pulp entertainment and of also, it. Also, by '87, I feel like the war on drugs was like actually even a little bit dated at that point. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it was. A, I mean, there's even one character who's like, "Dude, drugs! Like everyone's accepted drugs into our lives." <laughs> like, no at this one point. wants to even read about it. Yeah. Rich people are doing drugs. Poor people are doing drugs. Everyone's doing drugs. Everyone likes drugs, man. No one wants. <laughs> no to, story. Yeah. So, also, so uh, here's Bronson coming in being like, actually, remember all those old drug PSAs you watched in school? Yeah. Here's an X-rated version starring me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking also on the, the whole, the, the way that they have the, the women portrayed as well as that editor uh, scene, I thought that this was going to give her something this time around. Oh, where she was going to like investigate. Right, or... because there is, there's like one scene where she kind of does like some questioning of one of the dealers and that's it. And I thought that it was going to lead to some other things. And then I think there's like a 45 minute segment in the movie. She's and by the end it. of it, I just realized she hasn't been shown at all. And this whole subplot she, was completely She comes nothing. back to be a damsel in the third yeah, act. Yeah, exactly. And it's so, it's so odd that they almost seem to have the idea to give her more than just the damsel. And then they're just like, uh, nope. we can't really think of any other motivator, so you're the damsel again. Yeah, no, the, the only other um, sort of interesting aspect to this is that they they have more of an established... This is when they started kind of doing... Going into the realm of him not really killing, like, random psycho kids. This is him taking on, like, organized crime, yeah. uh, which he does in both of these films, which makes it a little bit more of... A bit blander, just in the fact that it's a little bit more of, like, a crime movie of him trying to yeah, take down, like, drug dealers in this one... There is a little more justification in the kills in this one, in these two, than the other ones. Because the other ones truly were just like (laughs) street crime stuff, and you're just popping them in the head and doing whatever. Yeah, like like one guy's gonna like like steal someone's uh, wallet or something. Right, exactly. (laughs) With this one, they are doing like they all have guns. They are mob bosses. You know, there's he's blowing up like chemical labs of people like producing (laughs) heroin and shit. Although, what is funny that scene where he goes to the the factory. And uh, just, he just starts, fucking oozies the shit. Basically, out of he it. gets contracted by this by this old guy to because his daughter died from drugs supposedly. Which, which by the way, I, this is what I was going to mention is sure. that they have a villain. But that guy, did you recognize him, John P. Ryan? Who is he? He's the dad from It's Alive. Oh shit! <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So they, he did they, look familiar. So that's the one thing they introduce is that there's an actual villain in this, and you're right. It's the guy who owns like this rich, this rich guy who owns like a local paper or something, and he hires him to avenge his daughter's OD as well as um, Charles Bronson's stepdaughter who has who right. has OD'd, and I think he's taking advantage of the uh, empathy. Right. He says, "How many children do we let them destroy before we say enough?" <laughs> My I'll, I'll get you money, weapons, names, anything you want, and this is the best thing that he says. From the smallest street pusher yep. to the fattest cat at the My top, favorite part. they're all murderers. Everyone connected with drugs has to be killed. <laughs> That's so good. 
I love that. That part, that's what actually the second time I watched it made me like the movie. Yeah. Oddly enough. Because I'm like. That's almost that's a critique so of the, the war on t- drugs. I think it is. <laughs> like, the movie doesn't necessarily do that the whole time. But I think there's hints where they tried to do a it's few so things. so over the top. Because that that's like... such an over the top statement to make. Uh, so, yeah. From the smallest street pusher. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the dude selling like a 40 bag to your friend. Like, it's just. He deserves execution. <laughs> Destroy him. That devil lettuce. But anyway, burn. you can, you continue with what you were talking about. Um, oh yes, yeah. so so yeah, he gets hired to to go to like four different kind of like gangs or whatever to, yeah. to kill them off so that the uh, the drugs are off the streets supposedly, and he goes into one the factory, <laughs> and I just find it funny that he never really sets up who these people are. As far as you know, like yes, they are, you know, working in the drug industry and they are like putting the drugs in and all that. But as far as you know, they're just guys that were hired because they're, whatever, down on their luck. They needed the money. They're in a bad situation. Yeah, especially the guys in the lab. But labs. it never dives into that. <laughs> so instead, you just have to watch him just start shooting all of these people. And because the movie has them bring out guns, too, that's the justification, which I always right. find funny. They're like, ah, but they brought out a they gun were first. Yeah. So they're, you know, he had to, it was self-defense. That's you how know. you know. <laughs> He's a hero. Exactly. And I, I just always found that funny. They do that multiple times, but the factory is one that really stood out to me. Because he even ends up throwing a, a brick of dynamite <laughs> into the fucking room. <laughs> and, it's, and because of his very And there's stoic, blood squibs and everything as he's like oh, oozing yeah. them down. And yeah. because of his very stoic and kind of bland performance, he does all of these crazy things with such like a blank face. And it, it really does add to like a bit of comedy because... Well, it's yeah, like he's just doing it by the numbers. Because, he's like, because the, throw the, the writing is like pretty stiff. It really needs like a, a, an actor like bringing it to life, right? Exactly. And and Bronson, I mean, he doesn't si- really he, bother. He, he's sixty six when he made Death Wish four. He's seventy two when he made fucking wow. Death Wish. That's impressive. <laughs> Holy shit! So you can tell that he's he was in his seventies. He's not really trying with the takes anymore. No. So the thing he's, that, he's definitely uh, phoning this in. I think. Yeah, because I mean, like when he goes undercover as like the bartender and he spies them like murdering the underling like the mafia guys